Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Last Professionals and for Last Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today we have Sarah Robertson on our show. She's someone we've known for the last couple of years. We met her at LashCon in 2019. And in this last year, she came out with something very uh, devastating, actually. She shared her Instagram that she has been diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis. And after that happened, I reached out to her because, you know, I just wanted to share and connect with her and support her. But then I decided, you know, to ask, would you be okay coming on and talking? about your experience and what's going on because I know all of us have our difficulties all of us have our struggles no one has it easy as much as you look at Instagram and think they do no one does some of us are just a little bit more open about those struggles that we have and Sarah is one of those people so she said yes and that was very special and we actually recorded it originally doing it as a clubhouse unfortunately that clubhouse recording didn't work so we brought her back on and did it again with her with just me testing her and it was a amazing experience she is such a, a just a generous and kind person with uh, so much love and so much energy and positivity i really think you'll be encouraged by this episode before we get into it just a few announcements as always our apple podcast review giveaway if you write a review and screenshot and send to paul at lastcastpodcast.com You'll be entered in for a drawing for a $200 Amazon gift card. You want to join our LashCast Insider Club because you get discounts, guys, to everything we do, whether it's our trainings, whether actually right now we gave out a $200 discount to anyone who had been on our Insider Club for Tusney's upcoming lash and retention and styling course. So we'll be doing the same thing when it comes to our coaching as well as for LashCon. So please sign up. Links in the show notes or in the bio on our Instagram. Also, guys, we have our LashCon tickets coming soon. I promise. I know we keep talking about, but it is coming in May. Dumb the exact but we will have that very, very soon. And I have one ticket left for Tustin's Last Retention Styling Course. One ticket left for that course on May 22nd, 23rd. The link's in the show notes or on our Instagram. So if you want to get on that, buy it today because that's it. One more and then we're sold out and we don't have another training schedule for this year. We'll probably do one, but nothing set in stone yet. That's all I have for announcements now. Let's get into our interview where we sit down with Sarah Robinson and talk about her journey in the lash industry and dealing with MS. Hey everyone, welcome to LashCast. We are here in the studio with our friend Sarah Robertson, and we're excited because this is really round two for us. We actually did this in the clubhouse, and it was so good, but the recording didn't work, so okay. it's okay. Tear. So yeah, a little tear coming down the cheek right now. So I'm here with Tusney. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, and Sarah, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Yes, we are too. Uh, Sarah is really a bundle of joy. I mean, just someone that brings joy to my face when I see her. Always She brings positive. joy to yeah. everyone. Yeah. She just, if you just it's look so in her way, there's just joy coming off her face. Yeah. So and it's contagious. And we met her at LashCon in 2019. And I, as I said, I think in the clubhouse, you have the best pictures with the most expressive <laughs> face in every photo. It's like, man, Sarah really, really enjoyed LashCon. <laughs> I had so much fun. I'm still friends with the people that I got really close to there. And it was a blast. And I can't wait for more experiences. Yeah. No, us too. I mean, this year. Yeah, I want to sit be- right next to you because I think you had the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely. And so what's really cool is like we've known, gotten to know Sarah over the last couple of years and really have enjoyed her and the energy she brings to her industry. And we thought we'd just unpack a little bit about her history, but she also is dealing with MS. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't know, but at the same time, a lot of people have their struggles, right? We all have our struggles and none of us are really, I mean, I have uh, prostate cancer, right? So we all have things that cause issues. And I know another good friend of ours recently uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. So it's just life. Life is going to be hard. So I thought it would be really interesting to unpack that a little bit. Some of the things that you're going through, how you're getting through it and so forth. But before we get into all that, and I hope for those of you listening, we'll be able to just take that and just go, okay, maybe I'm not dealing with that, but you know what? I actually have my things I'm dealing with too. And hopefully this will be an encouragement and something that can help lift you up and give you that energy to fight on and really be like Sarah. <laughs> it's like, just Absolutely. Was, yeah. Definitely. I mean, you just got to keep on pushing, honestly. Exactly. So we can't wait to get into that. But before we do, let's just talk real quick about maybe a little bit about how you got into lashes. What attracted you to our lash industry? When I was in about the sixth grade, you know, I discovered strip lashes, right, at Big Lots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so did I, by the way. I was really big on that back in sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I put them on terribly, but there was just something about having these pieces of plastic on my eyes that just made me feel like a million bucks. Yeah. And so as I got older, I always thought that I was just going to have like a strip lash line. You know, I had no idea about lash extensions or anything like that. And I was working at a beauty counter in our local mall when one of the reps for a different company would come over and talk to me. And she was telling me how she was going to esthetician school. And she started talking about how she was getting into lash extensions. And I was like, I don't know. What do you even mean? Like hair extensions, but for your lashes? lashes. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. And turns out her and I are actually related through marriage. Ooh, oh, get um, out. Yeah. So her husband is like related to my husband. Okay. Like through a long line. And so we became very close very quick. And she actually gifted me a set of classic lash extensions for my wedding day. Oh. And literally as soon as I looked in that mirror, I was like obsessed with that feeling. And I wanted to give that feeling to other people. And that just spiraled it into what my business is today. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. So many people have had that similar. I know exactly what you're talking about when you first look in the mirror and you see yourself beautiful. Oh my gosh. No other stitch of makeup on or anything. It's amazing. I mean, for you, Tess, I know it was when you first started doing clusters in beauty school, right? Oh, yeah. It was the same thing. But, you know, you look at yourself and, you know, think about a cluster is not that pretty, but it's just like the strip lash. You think, oh, I'm pretty. pretty. Yes. Absolutely. Definitely relatable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's where you got your, you know, start, I guess, and everything. And, so from that now, where are you at right now? Do you have a salon? Do you have a team? What's your setup right now? Okay, so I do have a little storefront mm-hmm. in Columbia, South Carolina, and it is me, one of my really good friends named Destiny, and mm-hmm. one of my newest members is named Jenny. So it's us three. We're just kind of kicking ass, taking names. Cool. You know, Jenny actually just started last week. So All right. This week Congratulations. Yeah, I remember when we were in the room in the clubhouse, I think one of your former or maybe your first employee came on 
And she, and by the way, guys, this isn't always what you see with bosses, with former employers. You don't always have the best relationship, but she adored you. She was so supportive, so encouraging. And I adore Sharina. That is somebody that I would probably put my life on the line for. Mm. She is somebody who has always been honest with me. She's always been, you know, true to herself with me. Um, And it's definitely something that you couldn't ever wish for. Yeah. She's amazing. It's a good way to start a business, right? With someone that you have that much respect and respects you back. I mean, that's not always typical for a first hire. No, no, no. (laughs) I just think it's a testimony to your character that you attract those people, you retain them, you still have their friendship even after the business moves on, you know, and you're not working together anymore. But the fact that she adores you and you still have such praise for her. And really, you didn't see it. I mean, she literally was like, this is the coolest person on the planet. Like, that's how type of love she had for Sarah. It was very, very sweet. Yeah, I actually just sent her a text. Well, I sent the, it's called The Last Group. We have like a little text message mm-hmm. thing going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm getting ready to do my podcast. And of course she responded. And I never thought I would ever go into business with somebody like hiring them or anything like that until Sharina. Definitely. I wish her nothing but best in everything. Now, when you made that switch from going from single practitioner to hiring someone, that's a big shift. Like there's so many people in our industry that are afraid to make that shift or mm-hmm. heard nightmare stories or just know that it's going to be a lot of work, you know, and we try to let people know, by the way, when you hire someone, at least initially it is a lot of work because you can't just throw them on the floor and go, good luck. Enjoy your day. Hopefully you do well. I mean, you got to <laughs> like show care and, and, and nurture them and support them and give them what they need. How did you know? What was it that got you going from, you know what, I'm tired of working by myself. I really want to bring someone on. Was there just a a moment or a certain thing that, or this is something you always wanted to do? It was not something that I had always wanted to do. I just thought it was just going to be me, myself, and I. What ended up happening was Sharina had left one of her jobs in the mall as well. And so she started to do like this hairstyling thing and stuff like that. She is a licensed cosmetologist. I started getting so busy that I, and even still to this day, I'm still booked out six to eight weeks in advance. Good for you. Good Um, for you. Thank you. But I am tired. (laughs) And I texted Sharina and I was like, hey, you want to work for me? And she's like, yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) That was the interview. (laughs) Yeah. And so it just got the ball rolling. And I mean, honestly, I still struggle to this day. Like poor Jenny. Her first week, like, trying to still figure everything out. Because when I brought Destiny on, that was just a couple of months after Sharina in 2020. Okay. So it's still relatively new. Yeah. But I don't want to have this huge lash castle with, like, 25, 35, you know, artists. Yeah. I think I would probably cap out at about five. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a little intimidating to me <laughs> right now with yeah. just my two. But... It's been really fun. Well, that's so good. Far. It's nice to have somebody working with me during the day. Yeah, you're just not it alone all day, right? It, yeah, yeah, it's nice yeah. to have a little partner in uh, in crime. In crime, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and to bounce ideas off. And also, I think it's iron sharpening iron, right? As you learn and you practice, you can say, hey, what do you think? I dealt with this problem. How did you deal with that? So, I mean, and it develops you as a leader, too, and it makes you a better person. So Absolutely, because Destiny actually put something in my ear a little bit. Have y'all seen where on the lash lift process, like people will actually put a little bit of tape down on the eye first and then adhere the rod to the tape. Yes. So it's like, I would always see that. And I'd be like, oh, that's cool. But one day she was like, I'm going to try that. 
And I was like, okay, me too. (laughs) And so I probably wouldn't have ever really pursued it if she hadn't said something about it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think one of the things that is a real benefit, because you do bounce off. And and I know that for us, that was one of the things that we loved having a team, is that we would talk about ideas or people bring up problems or we'd have to, you know, think of new ways to approach something because maybe Tustin's client didn't have an issue, but another client did. Well, sometimes you also don't realize that you're stuck in your ways. Like something doesn't inspire you or you see it all the time, but you just don't think, yeah, I've never done it that way, right? But when somebody else says something like, hey, I tried this, you're like, huh? Really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, can, I guess I could try that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Exciting. Another thing, too, I was going to point out for people is the thing about managing hiring. Generally speaking, and I don't even remember where I've read this. This is just maybe just something I've gotten from group leadership stuff. But usually when you get beyond five or six people, you're actually beyond your ability to manage those people well. If you have 10, 15, 20 people and one manager – it's really hard to have that one-on-one connection and really be in touch with each person to make sure they, they, they be felt cared for. So there is a certain point. I know for Tustin, she was all by herself up to about five or six people. And then she really got to the point where she said, I need more help. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I came along. And then we went up to like 15. Five, five people was the, the cutoff. Yeah. You couldn't manage Couldn't it. manage anymore. It was just too much going on, too much. And it wasn't a negative thing, but, you know, you do want to help these people. You don't want to just leave them on their own. And then once Absolutely. we even got to 15, we actually, uh, or 13 to 15, we brought other team members on to start managing underneath me. So that way they took on leadership responsibilities. And also that way I felt like everyone had someone they could talk to. So we had a, you know, we had two shifts, morning and evening. So I had morning shift, we had a morning manager and evening shift, evening manager. And that way they had someone that they, you know, if I wasn't around or Tustin wasn't around, they could connect. So I think it's probably smart that you're thinking five or so. And then after that, mm-hmm. you know, you probably think about, well, I'll hire someone else, but I'm going to have to hire someone else to help care for my team too. Like if <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know. So how did you build your business now? Because obviously you've done, I'm guessing you had to do it twice now with the COVID thing and things slowed down a little bit and then rebuilt. I don't know if you have any things that you do that makes you think you stand out in your market. You have an amazing personality, but I don't know if people can always find it out just automatically. How do you attract and find new clients usually? Actually, we post on social media, very basic things. I've never paid for an ad or anything like that. Um, It's really just word of mouth Mm -hmm. and just connecting with, our audience, you know, will be honest and just be like, oh my gosh, I really love this photo. Or, hey, I know your realtor and she's great. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just creating those intimate relationships with people because you never know who you know. True. You're absolutely right on that. Do you give any incentives or any programs or is this really just people just fall in love with your company, your team, and they just naturally start inviting friends or sharing, you know, I don't know if you give them business cards, flyers ever, is there anything like that or? So actually with our full sets, we do give everybody an aftercare kit. And I feel like that is something that can definitely stand out from the crowd. I have heard stories of people who have come to me that said after they left from their initial set from somebody else, they were just told to look up aftercare on YouTube. Oh, no. Um, Oh, no. no. Yeah, or they were told, don't ever wet your lashes like, at all. Yeah. You know, I do know about the 24-hour rule that a lot of people still use, but they were told to never wet their lashes. Oh, my gosh, for a whole month or so, coming back in with this crust everywhere. Oh, my goodness, no. that's terrible. It's like it's saying, awesome. don't wash your armpits for a month. Ugh, right? <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, he was just going to make some joke about how he never washes his never, armpits anyway. Never. It's a one area I avoid like the plague, and thus I have the plague. Oh, I Anyhow, so. 
Yeah. So we do give everybody um, a sample of the lash cleanser that we sell. We give everybody a cleansing brush, two spoolies, two micro swabs. We give them a covered spoolie so that they can carry around their purse or their pocket. You never know. Um, we give them a cute little bag. We want to set people up for success so that they know what they're dealing yes. with. You paid for these. This is an investment. If you break down the overall scheme of things, they are quite easy to take care of. Yeah, absolutely. Just wash them like you wash your body, your hair. So we do that. And when Jenny first started, we are running a special where she is only $99 so that we can build up mm-hmm. her clientele have a lot of fun, you know, meet some new people. And that has actually caused some of the people who had to stop getting lashes due to COVID come, come back. back. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's like a reunion, you know, it's so exciting to yeah. like see everybody again. But we do have like a rewards program. Every 10th visit is 20% off. Everybody gets super giddy about that. You know, it's just, having a lot of fun really that's great and i think just you know even that that's what i like about it is you're not giving too much away 20 percent off is going to kill you but it's a little way to say thank you to your clients yeah. saying i appreciate your loyalty and all that and also i think it's great we hear people bag on this all the time on instagram like do not discount do not do this stuff and the fact i mean the truth is this if you get back a client for 99 dollars and the rest of the year they come back every two to four weeks and spend another five thousand dollars or whatever it is three thousand that 50 bucks, wherever you discounted them on, is, is looking pretty good at this point, right? Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and I don't understand. I, do, I mean, I guess it just sounds empowering to say, I never discount. But the truth is, if you're not busy, maybe you need to come up with a different game plan. If you're not busy, then you're not busy and you're not making money. Yeah. You know, and that as much as we love the art of it, we're in business to make money, yeah. to create a life for ourselves, to even create legacies for our families. You never know yep. what's going to be left behind us. Absolutely. But, you know, be, man, I can get sold on, okay, like Red Robin, right? The burger <laughs> joint. Mm-hmm. They got me for just a free tube of seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Oh, no. So wait, wait, wait. You saw an ad for that or a sign? I mean, what? No. So me and my friend Jacqueline were actually having lunch when we were um, both working at the same place in the mall. And they were like, hey, you know, if you sign up for our emails and do this, we will give you a free tube of Red Robin seasoning. And I was like, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it. I'll even pay if I have to. I just want the free seasoning. Uh, I never use the seasoning. It's that free thing. It's like, okay, I am a CVS girl because I pay a $5 like a month to get a discount on the CVS brands, right? And then every month they give you like $10 off. And like, I swear, it's like, she gives a it to me, make ritual. sure I just go buy something you know, to save money. You know, it's like the free extra dollars. You know, I was talking to my client about this. It's just like, how much money do I spend on CVS stuff that I really don't need because I like to use the coupons? Fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It makes me feel accomplished. Yes, like yeah. I'm saving money. <laughs> and the truth is everyone discounts. Okay, there's a few. Going to Gucci, you're probably not getting discounted. Apple computers barely ever discounts any of their products. But those are the very, very highest end. And I think sometimes we make equivalent saying, well, if Apple doesn't discount, I'm a high-end lash artist, so I shouldn't discount. And I just don't think those two things line up. You're not a national brand. If you have space in your schedule, (laughs) do it. 
And now if you're busy, like you, six, eight weeks, you're not going to discount, but you do Mm -hmm. for the team member that you need to get busy. It's a great way to get people in. And eventually they won't need a discount either because they're fully booked out. And then that's when you start looking to hire a new person. We always discount to new people. And that's how we got busy. There's a method to the madness. Mm -hmm. There is. It does not diminish your brand. You're not some cheap last brand just because you're charging 25 or 50% less for the new set. And by the way, I mean, that's as long as they see what your real price is, you're already Mm -hmm. discouraging some other people because they're going to be like, well, yeah, I'm not going to go back because it's too expensive. So forget it. I won't go at all. But the right client who's trying to may look around go wow look at this place i can i'll pay that but now it's a savings i'll even get do it like more like they're, they're more a bargain shopper yeah. yeah because we are uh, my salon is one of the highest priced in the city awesome um, great but there's a reason to that there's mm-hmm. value yeah. to that um so when people have gotten it done for like starting at 200 dollars, you know they still love it they'll pay it but when they see that ninety nine dollars, yeah. they're like, "Oh, I am definitely mm. getting. I'll do it today. Yeah, yes. I'm not going to wait till next week. I'm going to do it today. Exactly. <laughs> and I think there's something cool because you've built up the name, you built up the reputation, so that when you do discount, people see even more value there. But um, what do you feel like you did to help get there? Because I know a lot of people. They always talk about oh, all these cheap lash brands. These companies are doing lashes cheaper than me. And it's like, it's, I can't raise my prices. I can't do more. I can't charge more. I mean, how did you get there? You can't charge more until you charge more. <laughs> Honest, you have to have that confidence in yourself. And that is one thing that I will say I struggled with in the beginning because I was cranking out lashes for $35 oh, a no. full set. Mm-hmm. But I was doing them from my home, which we shouldn't be doing that here in South Carolina. I told myself, I want to make it to where I will charge this type of fee, you know, this price, and I'll be excited to charge that mm-hmm. price, yeah. you know, and, and people will be happy to, to pay, pay that. It. So it was just, I researched a lot of the brands that I wanted to work with based off of the the people that were working with those brands. Mm-hmm. And Oh, I really liked what they would say about the, the brands and their supplies. And I just kind of started building up like this kit of beautiful supplies that would help me deliver these beautiful lashes. And I think I just went on a tangent because I don't remember where I went. So this is how but, did you get to that point where you were charging more? I just went in increments. It actually got to the point where my clients, we're like, I need you to charge more. <laughs> when my clients started telling me that, I was like, okay, but are you sure? And they're like, yes, you are worth this. And I want to pay this. Wow. It wasn't Aww. like you just wanted to give me like a tip. They wanted to see me grow. Yeah. Oh, Sarah, that's You so got good people. Yeah, you got good people. It was amazing. If I had 2,000 pieces of paper in front of me, I still could not right enough to say how thankful I am for my clientele. Mm. They're my family now. I see them more sometimes than I see my own parents and <laughs> that my parents live just an hour away. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It warms my heart to see them walk through the door. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're like that. I mean, we've had clients with us for 13, 14 years, and they are family now. I mean, it's like, and when we took a break, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is forever for COVID. But it's like, it's really special. And you just smile when you see each other. It's really, really special. Yeah. Yeah. You see people grow, have babies, you know, like 
their ups and their downs. You see their pretty and their ugly. Like, you know it all. Yeah. Their secrets that some people don't know. Their own blood doesn't know. Yeah. They trust you. So that's really cool. I'm glad to see you be able to do that. And I think it is confidence in the fact that you just did it and you had clients begging you to do that. That's a good sign. You've got the right clientele. And I don't think everyone feels like they have that. But I think most people need to realize that you can probably charge more than you are right now, especially if you look around and you're like at the bottom of your market or even the middle of your market because the truth is when you raise your prices and this is if you're busy if you're if you see one client a week you're probably not a good time to raise your prices you have other problems to work on like you need Mm -hmm. to get better at your technique you gotta get better at your marketing but once you start seeing clients regularly you're full man every year you should think about raising your prices at least once a year and Absolutely. you won't lose yeah. people. You really won't. Yeah, Tesla just raised her prices during the pandemic of all times. We raised her prices and I don't know. We didn't lose anyone. Maybe we did get some people different because the pandemic took a break and they just haven't come back. We all know. We're actually being to get some of those calls. We, I'm ready. I got my shots. I'm ready to come back. But that said, it was, it was really interesting to see just kind of like everyone. Oh, I think I had one go, wow, that you're kind of expensive. And like, mm-hmm. yes, she is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you for noticing. Yeah. Yes. And by the way, no one's ever complained saying, well, I just don't feel like I'm getting value for that. Like, like at least none of our clients. Now, there might be someone calls in and goes, um, how much is the new sale? We'll say $4 and $5. And they'll go, oh, no, blah, blah. You know, they also like, what? Why am I paying that like, much? What? Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm from Miami and they don't even yeah. charge that much. I well, know. baby girl, go to Miami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or New York or wherever you go. Columbia, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I, people love saying, well, I can get those lashes for 150 and I, and I know you can get them cheaper if you want there are so many I've, places out there absolutely <laughs> i have definitely had situations like that where they try to almost haggle with me yeah how do you handle it i just say thank you so much for your suggestion however <laughs> that is not something that i'm going to be utilizing at the moment yeah that's great <laughs> thank you thank you yeah but prices yes. are my prices and i'm and the good news is usually they if I want to come in, when can I get in? Like, well, it'd be a month or two. And then they go, oh, okay, that's why she's yeah. expensive because Correct. she's booked out for so long. <laughs> yes. Once you start to break down the why, people understand. Yeah. And there are like a few amazing lash artists here in town that are much more affordable than I am. Mm-hmm. And I am very happy to recommend them mm-hmm. to anybody that feels as though my prices are a little bit um, Out of their high. range. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, good for you. I think that's yeah. great that you are able to do that. And hopefully that's inspiration for a lot of you who are made listening. Because I know you hear it a lot on Instagram. There's always something like, raise your prices, raise your prices. It's a normal thing to see. But at the same time, you know, it's good to just hear a story of someone who's actually done it. And hopefully some of you listening <laughs> may actually go out and, and be do inspired. that. Yes. Before we get into, well, let's just let's move into it now. Because I really think this is really so the heart of what we want to talk about. And that's really talking about you and your journey with MS. First, let's start with when were you diagnosed? When, and maybe you can explain what, what is what MS because yeah. I bet a lot of people may not know or might be thinking something different. So MS is multiple sclerosis and that is basically a very unpredictable disease um, of the central nervous system and it disrupts the flow between the information within the brain and between the brain and the body. Mm-hmm. So what happens is my immune system can actually attack the myelin sheath, which is the protective covering of the brain. And that creates inflammation in the brain and can cause the nerves to press up against each other and cause those to misfire. So um, 
Um, I've had vision loss in my right eye. I've had um, speech issues. I couldn't even type on my phone. I didn't recognize what numbers were, what letters were. I didn't know how to form a sentence. Mm -hmm. And of course, like the physical mobility issues, that's a big one right there. Um, (laughs) Is this considered an autoimmune disease disorder? Yes. It's basically my body attacking itself. Okay. That's why they kind of put it in that category. Which it seems like, well, I didn't know this growing up, but so many diseases are that. There are so many mm-hmm. diseases that attack different parts of your body and you're, you're just over-aggressive. And, and fortunately, uh, it's, it, it can be obviously very, very difficult. Now for you, are you, is it something that they can cure or is it something you live with? How do you deal with MS? There is no cure. And there is actually really no idea as to why it happens. There can be like immune issues. It can be environmental issues. They really don't know why it happens. You know, there was like this whole thing, like if you live so far from the equator, like I guess vitamin D issues, I'm honestly still still in the woods with it myself, Mm -hmm. but they have all of these theories like there's more people in Canada that have mm-hmm. MS and they think it's because of the cold weather and yeah. stuff like that. But it's actually diagnosed three times more in women than it is men. Mm. And you're diagnosed within like the 20s to 50s. So it's kind of a good range. And I was diagnosed in January of 2020. But I started to have symptoms in May of 2019. So it took so long to even get a diagnosis because they have to rule everything out before they can say, hey, you have MS. Yeah, we have a client that is on this journey for diagnosis Mm -hmm. and it's, she's describing it to me. She's just like, they just don't know because it's, I have digestive stuff, but then I have cognitive things, but then I have vision things. And she's like, it's so like across the board. And she's Mm -hmm. like, we're having to go through all these things and we still don't know what it is. So I have heard that in some cases, people go into remission and they don't have symptoms for a long time. Yeah, I've um, heard people going like 10 years or something like that where it just disappears, right? And, and then sometimes it's really cute where you can actually hear it in the speech and then it kind of gets better. And can mm-hmm. you talk about that? Is that something that you're experiencing or? Yes. So what is happening was I was diagnosed with remedy remitting, Mm -hmm. um, which means that I will have a flare, which is basically when the symptoms are visible because you can have silent flares. Mm -hmm. And that's just where you have, you know, inflammation in your brain that can be seen in an MRI. Mm -hmm. It lights up like the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. But then whenever... I started to have these flares, it would come so close back to back to another that they actually diagnosed me with progressive MS, which can get intense pretty quick. I'm still not on any medication for the MS to help slow down the progression of the disease because my neurologist wants me to do something called an infusion which is twice a year I go and I sit in a chair and I get the medication basically circulated through my body over an eight hour span. But insurance has denied that treatment. They believe that I need to try two different forms of medication and fail on them before I am approved for this method, Mm. which 
quite disheartening. Yes, um, for sure. No, is there any way that you can pay out of pocket for that, or, or like do a expensive. GoFundMe kind of thing? Because you got fans. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So I'm sure there is a way that I could do that. I just honestly have not even considered that, to be honest with you. Um, in the beginning, I was a little hesitant to start treatment because when you are diagnosed with something like this and you don't know much about it, you immediately think that it's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. However, with how far like technology and medicine and stuff like that has come, this is something that I can definitely live with. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting to know. Um, but now it's just seeing the forms of medication and hopefully getting that infusion. Of yeah. course, I don't want the medications to fail, yeah. but you know, it's just, I've got one more medication to try and fingers crossed. I get my infusion. Yeah. <laughs> I was very encouraged when you said my first found out, cause I would think I was watching your story and you had to go to the hospital for a short period cause you had a flare and you were yeah. not functioning the way you normally do so you had to go get care and i didn't know this This was my first time i saw and i think this when i reached out i said oh my gosh i'm so sorry and i Mm -hmm. thought it'd be really helpful for you to share some of your journey with our our, because i know other people are going through similar struggles and i I just remember you being extremely positive and open and i was just happy to hear you said but 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 this isn't the way i always will be like this is not a permanent state for me because i thought maybe this was like something you're gonna have to live with maybe you had to quit lashing and then you're like, no, actually, we can learn to work with it. It's not, like you said, it's not a death sentence. It's more of a, it's a pain. It's difficult. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. can you share with us how you got to that place in your in the journey? Like when you first get the diagnosis, like, was it something like, oh, no, I'm not going to last that long. and it, not work anymore. Yeah. I mean, can you talk to us about how you coped with that and like the stages that you went through? Absolutely. So... <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I just, it's so humorous to me sometimes because when I had my first ever flare, my foot was dragging across the ground. Mm. Right? Like Igor? Like Igor. Yes, like Igor. <laughs> Igor drags his feet? I didn't know that. Oh, Igor. Igor I'm, like, thinking, I know it, I'm thinking Piglet for, and Pooh Bear. For, uh, no, Eeyore. Eeyore. Not Eeyore. I'm like, Eeyore. Eeyore. Where did Eeyore drag his foot? He's just a stuffed animal. All right. Anyhow, sorry. Okay, so you're dragging your foot. <laughs> yes. And I remember I was actually taking clients and stuff like that. And so the left side of my body was affected at the time. And my hand was so heavy feeling that it was almost like I was digging it into my client's forehead. Oh, right. <laughs> and so, you know, we kind of like laughed about that. But I remember telling my husband, Lee, I think I have MS. Oh, really? You knew right away? I had a feeling in my gut. I was like, I think I have MS and I need to go to the hospital. And he's like, this is a pinched nerve. And I'm like, okay, thank you, Dr. Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, so, of course, I was very terrified when they did an MRI and she walked back into the room and she said, so I'm going to have to transfer you to Richland Hospital because I'm seeing lesions in your brain that are indicative of MS. Mm. And I remember looking at my husband and thinking, you know, this is a little morbid, but I remember thinking that he's going to have to bury his wife. Mm. And that kind of scared me because I wasn't ready to go. I had just really started my last career and my last business. So I remember being very sad and very angry Mm. because 
I still couldn't help but struggle with the views of myself. I was like, how can I do this to myself? When like, honestly, I can't help it. Nobody can help what they're going through. You know, it's just meeting it with your best FU face and just taking it head on, you know? So I really like to interject humor mm-hmm. in things now. Yeah. So <laughs> I still do a couple of waxes here and there. And I remember this last time that I had to go to the hospital, I actually waxed a client, one client. I canceled the day and I waxed this one client because she was doing a fertility procedure. And I was like, look, this right here, <laughs> like my life depends on this. Okay. <laughs> like, I have to do this, you know? So um, in the beginning it was a little tough and, and I was very angry and I wasn't very positive, but slowly I just started to realize that I have this for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just because I need to be punished or anything like that. It's because there's somebody out there who needs to hear my story and who needs to connect with that and understand that it's okay. Yeah. This isn't something that is going to, you know, stop your life from li- from yeah. you from living your life, really. So you kind of began to look at it with a bigger lens, right? Instead of focusing just on you, it's like you're thinking there's a reason. There's how you could bless others. Yeah. How other people could be helped Absolutely. through this. Like it's not just your journey or your burden. Now it's something that you can share and hopefully encourage others with. Correct, because I started to get such tunnel vision, and I stopped really viewing the landscape around me. I was just very. This is where I'm heading. This is where I need to go. That's it. I'm not going to enjoy the view. And I feel like the diagnosis was hard to hear, but it's something that needed to happen. Where did that viewpoint or that strength or the ability to see that and cope with it in this way, where did that come from, Sarah? I don't know. It it, it was just one of those situations where I woke up one day and I just had a different mindset. I don't know if the MS brought it out or not, but it was just, you start to feel certain emotions in your chest and it'll just start to radiate through your body. If, if you try to use that feeling for good, it's very difficult to kind of explain. I think a lot of times when you start seeing yourself living for other people and, and, and wanting to help other people, that just in itself becomes a fire that can burn and keep you going. It gives you purpose. Versus just thinking you're all by yourself, all alone with no one to care for you and you have nothing to do anymore. You might as well quit and just do nothing and sit around and eat bonbons all day. That type of self-defeatist thing just perpetuates, I think, a, a more defeatist attitude where I think for you, obviously, I think when you start to think outwardly, it, it just kind of begins to change your worldview. Absolutely. You know, because... Once I started talking to my clients and things like that about the difficulties that I was going through, they started to open up about their struggles for themselves. Mm -hmm. And you start to see these layers in people. And you might think that, you know, they might have a heavy exterior, but it's really because they might not have anybody that they can speak to about their issue. And once I started to become that person that they confided in, because they saw how I confided in them, it just, like you said, kind of warms you up, puts that fire under your ass and and makes you feel like you have a purpose. No, that's beautiful. And I also found, I mean, for me with prostate cancer, I, I can joke about it and I go, 
the doctors. I'm like trying to crack jokes and all this stuff when I'm there. And half the time they just look at me and go, you know, we've heard them all, by the way. Right. You know, you're not that creative, you're not that original. But also I think some of them just like, I mean, for me, I know it's a coping mechanism. I'm just using this to lighten the mood because it's not fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mm-mm. I got to go have a biopsy done in like two weeks. Not going to be any fun. <laughs> so, so. I have to live with that and I've come to terms with it and I accept it. And I'm actually grateful in a lot of ways now, weird enough, because I realize that my time here is limited and I'm not going to live forever. And I'm actually thankful for, to be reminded of that so that I'm more mindful because it's so easy to let things blend and forget about and just watch TV forever or, or not engage with people and just let life go by you. And, but when you know there's a clock ticking, yeah, limited time. You got to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. I just think that you're you're more on purpose about it. You're also more open about taking care of yourself, getting more sleep, eating well. You know, yeah. um, just not exercising yet. That's the one I got. That's I get the that next going. thing. That's oh, I don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it to the gym today, and that makes like five years in a row. <laughs> five <laughs> years. It's like, oh, sorry. Love oh, you. you're keeping your commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a quitter. Yeah, you're not a quitter. Like, nah, I'm holding out. So, anyhow, that that's very funny. For you, what have been your biggest struggles, though? Has there been anything you've had to... I mean, I don't know if you're able to continue to work the same level or if you had to pull back. Did your technique How, change? Yeah. I mean... So, the funny thing is, whenever I go into a flare that has um, really prevalent, like, physical symptoms, I almost have to teach myself how to do volume all over again. Like Groundhog's Day? Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds very intimidating mm-hmm. and very frustrating. But I must say, my technique has improved tremendously. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, because yeah, they keep teaching it was yourself. Almost, <laughs> correct. It was almost like whenever my my hands would feel heavy or my arms would feel heavy. My grip was perfect Mm. because I was almost being too gentle with my tweezers, being too gentle with the lashes. And so this previous time when I started to do like the pinching technique, um, that's kind of a a newer method that I do now. It's a lot easier for Mm -hmm. me versus the flower bouquet or the shimmy or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, them little bases just snapped right on up together. It's so nice. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. I knew this when I was writing a lot, when I used to work as, or try to be a, a screenwriter. And if something you lost, like in the old days, you lose your computer files or you'd have to start over or lose and the whole write pages. write the whole thing over again. Man, the second, third, fourth time, it was always better. It just was. Going back and Absolutely. redoing things, you just see things you never saw the first time. And Mm -hmm. obviously relearning lashing again is probably making you really break down. What is lashing? What exactly is the process from start to finish? I think sometimes you probably get an autopilot once you get going and you don't think about it too much. But if you have to relearn it, that's that's a, a, maybe it's just a skill we should all learn. Like Mm -hmm. just try to forget your lashing and go back. Try to unlearn all of your habits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you're forced to unlearn everything, it just makes it so much more exciting. It's like, Mm. Disney World, you know, when you walk in, it's like, I've got everything at my fingertips, quite literally, and I'm going to change it and I'm going to make it the best that I can. And it's going to be so much better than last time. Awesome. That's really, really cool. Well, through this whole thing, do you have like a support group or a group of people that you rely on to help you through this? I don't know if there's MS type stuff where you meet with people or it's just friends, family. 
So there are some MS groups. However, I am not a part of any of them. It's really my clients and my friends and my family. Um, when I was in the hospital, I had a client, um, Brittany and her mother, they sent me flowers. I love flowers. Hmm. I think the earth laughs in flowers. So, you know, they sent me flowers. People were constantly checking up on me. Nobody made me feel rushed to come back. I myself wanted to get back to work because that is my happy place. Mm -hmm. And I do struggle with finding that balance to being like, okay, you need to step away from work for a little bit versus, oh my gosh, if I don't go to work, like I'm literally going to lose my mind. Mm -hmm. I love it in there. Mm -hmm. I love the decor. I love the people that come in. You know, I love everything about it. And it's really just having those connections. Mm -hmm. Like it fits in my heart. I love them. That's very special. (laughs) I love it. Do you have any advice you'd say that, you know, for anyone right now, let's just say there's, I'm sure some people listening and they, maybe they're not telling their story. Like they're not telling their friends, not telling other people or maybe even suffering sadly in silence where they're just like, I just don't know how I'm going to get forward. I don't know how I'm going to move it. And this guy heavy, I know I'm setting this up, but I was thinking maybe is there anything that you would want to say to someone? Like if they were sitting down with you at a table or coffee right now and saying, I just don't know how to get through this. I don't know how to push forward. Your feelings are very valid. And it's okay to not be okay. It sounds very cliche. Mm -hmm. You know, you see that on all the Pinterest boards, Mm -hmm. but really it is. Sometimes you have to experience the lows to appreciate the highs. Yeah, absolutely. And that is something that I've had to learn as well. You know, when things started to go bad, I would almost dwell on it. And it would just make everything so much heavier and so much darker versus saying, Okay, well, this is rough right now, but it's not always going to be like it's this. It's going to be going yeah. to get better. You know, you can't have a down without an up. Mm-hmm. You know, so like telling yourself the truth. It's hard. And take your time. Do not rush yourself or don't even try to rush anybody else. Take your time to really understand what's going on. Don't give in to the peer pressure of people saying, oh, get over it. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be fine. Or my favorite line is when people say, in, in a negative way, they say, well, everybody is going through something. Yeah. Well, you're correct. Yeah. Everybody is going through something, but there's a way to handle that. Mm-hmm. Don't dismiss somebody else's concerns oh, yeah. because that's just going to yeah. create a bigger cluster. Yeah. yeah. Dismissing it or saying, well, get over it. Or some kind we of all, shame. Yeah. You know? like, oh, sorry. No, we should all be allowed to break down and have those moments where we just, we really just break down and say, I can't handle it. I can't move forward. That's okay. That's not, yeah. you're not a bad person. <laughs> you have to experience those raw emotions. Yeah. So that you can handle them. Yeah. So that you can deal with them. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really do appreciate, Sarah, you taking the time to come and hang out with us today. This was really, yes. really encouraging, mm-hmm. and we can't wait to hang out. Sherry has her ticket to LashCon 2021. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited. We're going to get to hang out. A couple out. of my friends are coming, really? and then um, I think I'm going to get Destiny and Jenny to come, too. I think oh, it'll wow. be really fun. It'll be a blast. Wow, that's awesome. So excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I really think it's been it's going to be like the mega party of the year because everyone's just been pent up for – by the time this comes, it'll be almost a year and a half, a year and three-quarter. Three, that's a year and a half. year and three-quarters. <laughs> 
And it's just going to be like, okay, we just, we got to get out. We just got to hang out. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And our biggest concern is just, I have to make sure I don't oversell the tickets because I'm afraid that like, it's going to be so overwhelming that we'll be just, yeah, everyone come in. And we're like, wait, we got to stop guys. We can't just sell 800 tickets. We do have a list. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you could. We, yeah, I think you could. Well, I could. <laughs> but I just say, we're going to do this thing in shifts then. Okay. The first half, go in the room and watch the speaker. The second half, sit out in the <laughs> lobby and hang out and party. And then we'll switch rooms. Absolutely. <laughs> But anyhow, thank you so much, Sarah. Otherwise, you know, I appreciate you being open and honest too. I, I know not everyone in the world wants to talk about some of the struggles and difficult things. And for you coming on means a lot. And hopefully for those of you listening, I, I know hopefully it was encouraging. And by the way, I know Sarah is one of these people that it's always available. I'm sure if you DM her and reach out to her, she'd be more willing to engage with you. In fact, we should probably let them know where can they find you? Oh, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Think Blink SC. That is Think Blink B L I N K S C. We also have a website that is www.thinkblinksc.com. Just in case you want to kind of do it anonymously instead of letting <laughs> me see your username on Instagram, you can send me a message through there. Okay. And SC stands for super cool, right? Super cool. Yeah, super cool South Carolina. Yeah, oh, that's right. South Carolina. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot. I couldn't tell. Your accent sounds like you're from New York or something. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for being on the show. It's It's been been a pleasure. Thank you. It was great seeing you guys. (laughs) That's a wrap, guys. Thanks again, as always, for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash homegirl, Tustin, as well as our special guest, Sarah Robinson, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. <laughs> <laughs>